Hey YA is sponsored by Book Riot Insiders. It's a new year, and that means new perks. We've sweetened up the current short story and novel levels and introduced a brand new epic level, and you can try any level for free for two weeks. The highlight is our new group read, available to all epic members. And there's no cap on epic, so the more the merrier. Each quarter will read a book voted on by epic subscribers that will fulfill at least one of the 2020 Read Harder tasks, and we'll cap off our read-along with a live chat. But wait, there's more. To get the full details on all this and all the other perks, and to sign up, head over to insiders.bookriot.com. Welcome to HeyYA, from great new books to favorite classic reads, from news stories to the latest in on-screen adaptations, HeyYA is here to elevate the exciting world of young adult lit. HeyYA is a book riot podcast hosted by me, Kelly Jensen, and Eric Smith. This is episode 59, and we are recording on Friday, January 3rd, 2020. Hello! Here we are! Here we are! It's a new year. Um, I don't know if it's a new decade. I can't decide. Um. <laughs> I mean, I have seen the spicy takes and uh, people debating online. Like, yeah. technically, the decade starts in 2021, but yeah. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. Me either. I, I'm good <laughs> making my assumptions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll just say, if it's a new decade to you, happy new decade. If it's not, we'll say it again next year at this time. <laughs> yes. It's not a new decade, and you're that Twitter egg who is yelling at me about it, you know. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> oh, man. How are you doing? What are you reading? Tell me about the book world. What's going on? I'm good, but oh my goodness, Kelly, I hate to break it to you, but I finished reading... Be Not Far From oh, Me no. by Mindy McGinnis. And it's amazing. Oh, good. Okay, good. So good. I mean, I was saying I hate to break to you because I feel like maybe I read it first. Uh, and it's just, it's so good, <laughs> Kelly. You have to finish it. it. It should be like a book club. You and me discuss a whole episode about it, pick, because uh, it made me so happy. <laughs> you know, I, I put that on my list of things we're going to talk about today in the show. So, um, yes. yeah. Hmm. Now you've got me thinking, like, maybe we can book club that at some time. Ooh, maybe. But yes, it was super good. And uh, yeah, January is just a busy month. You know, got Agent Books and uh, my book. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's going to be fun. Did we? I'm sure we shared this in the last episode. But, you know, just a reminder, um, Eric and I are doing an event together. Oh, yeah. We should, like, tell people about that. This is correct. So yeah, on my on my little book tour for my book, I will be swinging through Chicago, and we are hitting up what's the name of the bookstore, Kelly? The Bookstall. It's in Winnetka, um, which for Chicago folks is just outside the city, and it's straight off the Metra and the L, so super easy to get to. That is on Tuesday, February twenty fifth at six thirty. So what we'll do is we'll do like a short discussion of your book, and then we're gonna do a live episode of Hey YA. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun! So much fun! I don't know what we're gonna talk about yet, but like, part of me thinks we're just gonna wander up and down the shelves and like pull books out and scream about them. That sounds really fun for us and really stressful for the booksellers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited. <laughs> Maybe we'll pull the books out beforehand and then hand sell them. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. These are just ideas I have now. We'll see where we feel, you know, on February 24th when we're like, oh, no, what are we going to do about our show? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So, you know, something we haven't talked about yet. And like, I don't know how we managed not to talk about this, but uh, we've got something really exciting for HeyYA listeners coming up, don't we? We do. Does this count as our like announcement? I guess so, yeah. Do you want to do the announcing since you're taking the reins on this one first? Yeah, sounds good. So we are uh, going to be launching uh, some new HeyYA Extra Credit episodes. Uh, so in the weeks between our bigger episodes where we dissect things in the you know book world and talk about what we're reading and give our recommendations, uh, we're going to have many episodes featuring uh, a guest author uh, digging into either backlist titles that we just really love or a backlist title both of us have read and want to discuss uh, sort of book club style. Um, I've already recorded two episodes, which is wild. Oh, wow. And uh, we're going to start unleashing them on all of you very soon. Wow. Yeah, you're like way ahead of me. I just, <laughs> um, like, I, I know what I'm reading and who I'm talking to for my first one. But um, my second one, I just reached out to an author and I don't know yet what we're going to read. But um, and then the other mini episode will just be like quick backlist title recommendation. So you'll get to hear us uh, every week this year, just about. And we'll alternate. So Eric will do um, the two bonus episodes in January. I'll do the two in February and so forth. And I think they're going to be really fun and different, too. Yeah. like the, the one episode I recorded, we talked about a book we both just loved and like dissected it and got into detail about it. And it ended up being like... Like 45 minutes of us talking about one book. Uh, and then the other episode where me and this unnamed author dug into uh, just backlist titles we loved, it was like 25 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, you're all in for surprises. Yeah. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. And part of why we wanted to do this is that uh, the summer when I did the uh, Norma Klein mini episodes, they were really popular. Um, so we thought we would... We would give this a shot and see how it goes. So uh, happy new year, listeners, and happy new decade for those of you who believe in that. Hooray. Let's uh, let's hit our first sponsor and then we'll dive right into our show. So um, this is all you. Yes, let's talk about it because I'm very excited about this <laughs> book. Uh, so sponsor number one is Scavenge the Stars by Tara Sim. From rising star author Tara Sim comes a new epic YA fantasy duology packed with high stakes adventure, romance, and dueling identities. This gender-swapped retelling of The Count of Monte Cristo uh, is the first novel in an epic YA fantasy duology perfect for fans of Sarah J. Maas, Sabah Tahir, and Lee Bardugo. A new twist on a classic, The Count of Monte Cristo is a Love story, uh, but this gender swap tale is brilliantly told and will be sure to keep readers guessing until the very end. Uh, it introduces a fierce and scrappy heroine. Amaya survived years of servitude only to find out the life she's thought she had waiting for her is gone, just like her father's fortune. Readers will find it easy to root for this underdog as she lays plans for her revenge and falls in love along the way. That's Scavenge the Stars by Tara Sim, which I'm going to talk about later because I'm almost done reading it and it's really wonderful. Um, and fun fact, growing up, Kelly, I, you know, I read a bunch of classic books because my parents gave me like these chunky white, like great illustrated classics. Oh, yeah. I got those too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like obsessed with them. And I remember reading The Count of Monte Cristo, but when I was a kid, I used to call him The Count of Monte Crisco forever. <laughs> and like that carried over, you know. 
for a long time. I might have been calling him that in graduate school and <laughs> having friends be like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna cook with this book." Eric. That's not. <laughs> that's not. That's not the title. Uh, but yes, uh, I'm excited for this book. It, I, I'm excited for more people to read this book because I really love. It. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> The Count of Monte Cristo. I, Crisco. I mean, I, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, a simple mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did last year when we came back from the holidays was we talked about our reading goals. And I thought it would be fun to talk about that again this year since some are different and uh, some of us have the same goals that we hope we're a little more successful on this year. <laughs> yeah, no, big agree. I'm trying to remember what my goals were last year. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember, and probably that's a bad sign. <laughs> like, <when> you don't <laughs> remember your own resolutions. Um, I think last year I was going to try to read. Actually, I was actually going to try to read more middle grade, which I think I did. Yeah, I know. So my first resolution that I remember from last year, and I think this might be the only one I remember, honestly, is that I said I was going to have under thirty dollars in library fines. Like that was my my goal because I'm not very good about returning stuff on time. Um, and I failed that deeply in 2019. Um, I ended up paying replacement fees for three books um, due to a seltzer incident in my car. And oh, no. yeah. And so it was funny. It's like, cause at least it's water, but I mean, it still ruins books like bad. And so I now own three books that I never wanted to own um, <laughs> and, and paid for them. And, uh, you know, in addition to that, I probably uh, racked up another $100, $200 in late fees. Um, like, they always get returned. I'm just, like, really terrible at due dates. I don't know. Like, I, I'm always early for everything. I'm on time for everything. I don't miss deadlines, but, like... I fall down all over when it comes to library due dates. Like, I just can't do it. Um, so my goal this year is $30 or under. And so far, I'm proud to say on day three of January, I don't have any fines yet on my, my card for the year. So um, that feels like progress. What, what's on your goal list? What are you working on? Let's see. Um, well, speaking of uh, libraries, you know, I moved back to Philadelphia last year and I I just really haven't had a chance to dive into the free library system here. Um, like, I loved it when I moved away, you know, before I moved away, um, especially the wonderful used bookshop that's run by the Philadelphia Free Library. Um, so that's kind of my big New Year's resolution here is to, like, hit up all those branches, get a little more involved. Um, there's actually a local branch in my neighborhood in this building that it looks like maybe it was like two old row houses that got squished together and they just decided to stick a free branch of the library in there. Uh, so I really want to go, you know, do a little more exploring and, and get to know my library again uh, after being gone for uh, as long as I was. I love that resolution. I'm very well known at my library, but probably not for, you know, <laughs> the best of reasons at this point. Oh, here comes that seltzer lady again. Yeah, yeah. Although they found that funny when I explained. It's like, what can you do? You leave it in your car and it, you know, it's negative 25 outside and <laughs> things happen. My other goal, one of my other goals is that I want to read more YA nonfiction and graphic novels and graphic memoirs for uh, YA audiences. Nice. Um, I didn't get to as many last year as I wanted to, in part because I was on deadline and doing my own book. So I I don't know if this is 
the case for you, but it's hard for me to read books in the same genre or format that I'm working on. I need like a separation from it and need to read something completely different. So I don't, it's, it's not about like being worried I'll, um, inadvertently copy something or be influenced by it. It's just like, I need a literal break from it. That's a good one. You know, I really want to read more graphic novels too, uh, on my list there. Let me see. Uh, one thing that I really want to do, and I think you too, uh, is to read more backlist and less future books. Uh, especially since those many episodes, uh, were, that we're putting together. Cause I have this like knack of just like stumbling over whatever it is I'm currently reading when I'm talking to my friends, when they're asking me like what I'm, you know, what's in my queue? What am I reading right now? Uh, because it's always like, oh, well, you know, this book doesn't come out for another eight months and the cover <laughs> will probably be different and maybe parts of the story will be different. But I really like it. Try to remember it in eight months to a year when mm-hmm. it gets published. And like, I feel like my friends just like walk away at that <laughs> point or like stop reading whatever it is I'm, I'm Facebook chatting them. Uh, so yeah, I want to read more backlist titles. Um, you know, spend a little bit more time on, on books that aren't in the future. You know, that way I'm actually recommending books to my friends that they can read, uh, as opposed to, like, the echo chamber of my, my sort of publishing friends. Yeah, I I have on my list backlist as well. Um, I think about a third of my books last year were backlist titles, which I think is a nice, like, healthy percentage. But um, given that we're going to do more talk about backlist, I want to make sure I'm reading more of it. And also, it kind of ties in with this other goal I have, which is to read more native YA and not just U.S. native YA. I want to read more uh, First Nations and Australian Aboriginal YA. Um, and and part of it is when you and I had that conversation about native YA, I think it was back in November, I realized just like how little I knew about it, even though I have read a few. Um, and then for Listeners who maybe didn't see this news, Cynthia Letting Smith, who is this YA powerhouse who has been years and years and years just like this incredible advocate for children's lit as well as uh, native lit, she is launching a native children's imprint next fall in 2021. And I kind of want to get a better sense of what's there now and see like what is going to be added to this collection um that's already so small um it's gonna be really cool to see it build and build and build and see these sorts of stories that just haven't been published um as they should be yes that sounds awesome let's see what else is on mine um well speaking of those mini episodes with backlist titles and guest authors um (laughs) this is a very personal uh sort of resolution but it's to uh get a little bit better with like technical things and podcasting (laughs) because like like Right now, recording these, like, mini-episodes, I'm, like, scrambling to find Philadelphia-area writers to be on the show with me so they could just, like, sit next to me while I hit record. Uh, (laughs) So I'm not, like, attempting to teach someone GarageBand when I barely know what I'm doing. Like, our listeners are lucky they don't just get, like, me uploading a Hootie and the Blowfish iTunes track (laughs) to Kelly... (laughs) <laughs> like every every episode. Uh, so I just really want to get better at this. Um, and it's sort of in the same spirit, though. Like, I also do want to outreach to writers in the region, um, not just to make it easier, though that's still part of what it is, um, but to discover new writers who maybe just aren't as active on social media and the internet uh, as the people I already know are. 
Um, like the Philly writers who I know are very, you know, active on there and they're easy to find, but I'm sure there's people that I haven't been in touch with. So let's find them, get them on the podcast, maybe not challenge myself right away and then worry about that later. <laughs> oh, Eric, I'm going to teach you some things because there are way <laughs> easier ways to do it that aren't, <laughs> aren't hard. Um, you know, I'll hold your hand and walk you through it and Excellent. we'll listen to Hootie Blowfish while we do it. Perfect. Hootie Blowfish. <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> um, my last goal is to listen to more YA on audio. After the mm. um, Audis, which wrapped up in early December, I realized that I can listen to fiction on audio. I never thought I could. Like, I found it uh, intimidating, maybe. Like, I love doing nonfiction on audio and I have no problem with it, but I had to listen to fiction on audio and discovered that, like, that's a great way to listen to some more books as well as uh really listen to genre which i don't tend to pick up as much especially fantasy um i listened to a couple of fantasy titles and loved it like that was really easy for me to sort of fall into in a way that i just can't reading in print so I'm hoping to pick up some more especially like fantasy titles um on audio sounds excellent yeah i recently got uh Sign up for Audible again after a, a bit of a hiatus from it now that I commute to uh, my little co-working office every day. And uh, it's been nice, you know, getting those two free books a month. I need to I need to get some YA in there. Right now I'm on a I'm on a celebrity memoir kick and I need to <laughs> get my YA books. Yeah, but those are great too, you know? They are. They read to me. It's like we're friends. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's hit our second sponsor, which is All Children right. of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Ariyame with Fierce Reads. It's proclaimed a best book of the year by BuzzFeed, Bustle, NPR, and Paste. Tomi Ariyame's number one New York Times bestselling novel, Children of Blood and Bone, has taken the world by storm. Entertainment Weekly calls it a phenomenon, and USA Today says it's it's impossible to put down. Now, the phenomenon continues in Children of Virtue and Vengeance, the stunning sequel that everyone is talking about. It's the highly anticipated sequel to the brilliant debut Children Blood and Bone and the second book in the Legend of Aricha trilogy. Children of Virtue and Vengeance is the sequel readers have been waiting for, and it delivers. It's been described as Black Panther with magic and takes place in a fictional West African world inspired by Tomi's Nigerian roots. And that is Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Ariyame, and it is available now. All right. So I guess this is this is the time where we talk about our, our most anticipated reads of the year. And the and the humor in doing this is both of us hate these things. We do. We do. <laughs> and yet we're going to do it because there's some really great books to talk about. It's true. And I like that looking at our list of, of, of picks, it's not a lot of the books that you see on a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. the other lists floating out there. So this is good. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to start? Sure. Uh, so when it comes to our most anticipated picks of 2020, um, my first one is one we already talked about a little bit. And I'm pretty sure by the time this episode airs, this one will be will be out, maybe? Um, anyway, it's Scavenge the Stars, again, by Tara Sim. Uh, I didn't mention it because I was reading an ad, and I don't think I'm supposed to interrupt the ad, but Tara's, <laughs> uh, 
Tar is the author of one of my favorite YA series ever. You've probably heard me talk about Timekeeper because I love it. Um, and now she's back with this book that I am just about finished with. And it's amazing. Uh, like we said, it's a gender-swapped uh, Count of Monte Cristo story about a teen <laughs> uh, who's been held captive on a debtor ship and is given the chance at riches and untold revenge when she saves a drowning man. Um, it's spectacular. It's Exactly what I was hoping for when she uh, revealed the book. And, uh, yeah, it comes out on January 7th, which might be today when the podcast drops. I guess we'll find out. Anyway, it might be out. Uh, pick it up. Uh, it's fantastic. We don't do dates on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first pick is uh, Tigers Not Daughters by Samantha Mabry, which comes yes. out March 24th. So it's out a couple months from now. But I love Samantha Mabry's work, and I feel like she's doing some really incredible magical realism and... The more she publishes, the more I think her acclaim is growing. So I hope that this is another one of those books that just like pushes her even further into like readers' hands. Um, I haven't read this one yet, but I know it's a story about sisters, and that's really what has like hooked me on it. Besides it being by Samantha Mabry. Um, and so I'm just gonna read the little the little blip about it. Uh, the Taurus sisters dream of escape. Escape from their needy and despotic widowed father and from their San Antonio neighborhood full of old San Antonio families and all the traditions and expectations that go along with them. In the summer after her senior year of high school, Anna, the oldest sister, falls to her death from her bedroom window. A year later, her three younger sisters, Jessica, Aridian, and Rosa, are still consumed by grief and haunted by their sister's memory. Their dream of leaving Southtown now seems out of reach. But then strange things start happening around the house. Mysterious laughter, mysterious shadows, mysterious writing on the walls. Mm. The sisters begin to wonder if Anna is really haunting them, trying to send them a message, and what exactly she's trying to say. That is for Tigers, Not Daughters by Samantha Mabry. Ugh, I'm so ashamed that I have an arc of this and just haven't gotten to dig into it yet. Um, because I love her other books. I need to... Ugh. Shame on me. Okay. Uh, so my next pick uh, is Verona Comics by Jennifer Dugan, which comes out April 21st. And, like, legally, I think I have to talk about this one. Um, it's the follow-up from critically acclaimed by me in 37 episodes. Uh, Hot Dog Girl. <laughs> <laughs> author Jennifer Dugan. Um, and it's another nerdy romance. Uh, so we have teens who fall in love in an indie comic book shop. Um, I don't know how I haven't been sent this one yet. Um, and the kicker is that it, it feels very like you've got mail-esque. Um, one of the teenagers works in this small indie comic book shop that's owned by her mom. Uh, and the other, his family is part, owns like the biggest comic book shop in the country. It's like a big chain, sort of like a, like a Barnes and Noble sort of situation. Uh, so the parents hate one another. Um, so there's like this like secret romance going on between them because their parents definitely don't want them to be together. So it's like Romeo and Juliet meets You've Got Mail meets Comic-Con. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like the perfect nerdy kind of book for me. Uh, and it's by the author who wrote my favorite book last year. So uh, this one comes out April 21st and uh, keep an eye out for it. I, when Eric and I were talking about the books that we were going to include on our most anticipated list, I made sure to mention that this is his book. He can put it on the list. Yes, I get the dibs. <laughs> <laughs> 
My next pick I may have talked about in the last episode. It's been so long since we've recorded, I can't remember. Uh, but it's Dancing at the Pity Party by Tyler Feeder, and it's out in April. Um, I love graphic memoirs, and I love Tyler Feeder's work. So the fact that they're together here, like, hits all of my buttons. This is... Uh, a story about Tyler's experience losing her mother to cancer and how it is she survives this huge and devastating loss in her young life. And um, all the reviews say that it's one that is a tearjerker, but also enjoyable, like fun. So I'm really um, eager to read that one. And that is Dancing at the Pity Party by Tyler Feeder. All right. I love that title, too. Yeah, it's so good. My next one is uh, Cemetery Boys by Aiden Tavis. This one comes out on June 9th, and I've been flailing about this book on social media since the cover dropped. Um, and I called it my most anticipated novel of the year in that big, giant book riot roundup that published uh, this week, I think. Whatever. What is time? <laughs> It'll be out by the time this hits. Um if not, spoiler. Uh, so this debut <laughs> is about a uh, Latinx trans boy who wants to prove to his family that he's a brujo uh, and summons the ghost uh, of a boy from school uh, who died. Uh, this is not what he wanted to do. He wanted to summon the ghost of his cousin and get some answers regarding what happened. And now uh, this is what's happening. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't want to spend time with this boy. The boy was a bit of a bad boy uh, at his school. And then, you know... Suddenly, he does want to spend time with this boy. So, surprise, there are swoony ghosts. Uh, something I obviously like if you uh, have heard me gush about Timekeeper and the Time Spirits. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to check this one out. Uh, I'm not sure why I don't have an arc of this one yet. It comes out uh, June 9th with, uh, I think this is a Swoon Reads title. Which I'm really uh, interested in, because I know those are, like, voted on by the, the mm -hmm. reader public. Uh, and I'm so glad this book made it, because it sounds so great. I love that this portion of the episode is Eric groveling for books that he wants to see in the mail. Am I just, am I not being subtle? Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> My next pick is one that doesn't come out until July, uh, July 28th to be exact. And it's called This Is My America by Kim Johnson. And if you're not driving right now, I want you to stop everything you're doing and go look at the cover for this one because it is beautiful and oh, yeah. super powerful. Um, and it sounds like the book will be too. Um, I heard about this one from a pitch months ago. And like, as soon as I got the little message about it, I was like, I need you to send me that when it's available. So I've got this sitting in my pile. I just haven't um, gotten to it yet. And um, I'm just going to read the blip because it's going to do better than me bumbling through what it's about. Um, every week, 17-year-old Tracy Beaumont writes letters to Innocence X, asking the organization to help her father, an innocent black man, on death row. After seven years, Tracy is running out of time. Her dad only has 267 days left. Then the unthinkable happens. The police arrive in the night, and Tracy's older brother, Jamal, goes from being a bright, promising track star to a quote-unquote thug on the run, accused of killing a white girl. Determined to save her brother, Tracy investigates what really happened between Jamal and Angela down at the pike. But will Tracy and her family survive the uncovering of the skeletons of their Texas town's racist history that still haunt the present? This sounds incredible. Um, and a lot like Nick Stone and Jason Reynolds. Um, so I'm, I'm super in for it. And that is This Is My America by Kim Johnson. All right, and my, I think my last one on this is uh, Star Daughter by Shveta Thakkar. Um, what's wild about this one is I've, I've been reading 
her short stories for like a really long time. Um, you can catch them in a couple of YA anthologies uh, and around the internet in various fantasy and sci-fi journals. Uh, her work's amazing, and I'm so excited to get to finally read a full-length novel uh, from her. Um, so in Star Daughter, readers meet a teen who is, well, the daughter of a star. Uh, well, daughter of a star to human. Um, and she has to figure out how to save her mortal father uh, when he needs the help of the stars in order to save him. There's something involving a, uh, a sickness from a star flare. Uh, there's something going on in this book about some sort of battle that's happening between these teenagers. I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> all I know is I'm excited and that cover is just jaw dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one comes out uh, August 11th. So this one's a little far away. That was your last one. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll think of one while we're talking. (laughs) Okay, I was like, because I've got a list. Um, That's okay. My next one is Running by Natalia Sylvester. This one's out May 5th. And I I wrote about this in the uh, What's Up in YA newsletter. But for those who don't read that or may have missed it, um, politics is a huge theme in YA this year. And not just like big social justice issues. Uh, Those are there too, of course. But specifically, books that are about... Um, running for office and about the rights of voters. So um, as is tradition, the first book I read this year was a Brandy Colbert book, and I picked up uh, The uh, Voting yeah. Booth. And it's a romance that's centered around voting and voters' rights. And so um, I loved it. It was great. Um, I'm going to rave about it at some other point. But uh, the reason I brought it up is that it reminded me how, I was how excited I was for running. Uh, that's the title of this book. Uh, and here's the little the little blip about it um oh before i before i hit on the blip the main character in this one is 15 which is super rare in ya and so that's like another plus box for me here's the blip 15 year old cuban-american mariana ruiz's father has been a politician mari's entire life but when he runs for president mari's family is subjected to a new level of exposure and mari starts to see her dad with new eyes a novel about privacy waking up and standing up and what happens when you stop seeing your dad as your hero while the whole country is watching this sounds fantastic and that is running by natalia sylvester out may 5th you know it's wild i read oh shoot natalia sylvester had a adult novel Oh. And now, and now I have to look it up really quick. Uh, Chasing the Sun uh, that I read like oh wow, wow it's 2014, so like five years ago. Um, yeah, I think I missed the fact that her her YA debut was coming. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm. It sounds fabulous. I think I've got this one sitting on my shelf too. But it's it like hits all my boxes here. So. Excellent, excellent. Um, you know what? I'll bring up one more uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, and that is Incendiary by Zarata Cordova, mm. which I have uh, sitting on my shelf right now. Uh, it comes out at the end of April, um, and it's about a teen girl who is a memory thief. Uh, it's like this form of magic that is basically feared by everyone in the kingdom uh, and is being used by the king to, well, you know, just... Being used as a spy. <laughs> it's obviously something that's very useful. Um, she ends up falling for someone in her, uh, in her unit, the, the warriors that she's out and about with. And yeah, I'm excited to dig into this one. It is just sitting there on my shelf and, uh, it's another awesome sounding revenge story. I'm, I'm all about these revenge books in fantasy that seem <laughs> to be coming out right now. I've got, um, a few more. I'll, I'll give the like, 
blip for this one, and then I'll just rattle off quickly the couple others I've got here. So um, this one is The Henna Wars by Adiba Jigarda, uh, out May 12th. And uh, full disclosure, Adiba uh, is a contributor for Book Riot, but it doesn't change how badly I want to read this queer romance about girls of color. And also, again, if you're not driving, pull up <laughs> the cover to this one. Um, if you are driving, remember when you stop to look it up, um, because it is so good. Um, and here's the little blip about it. Nishat doesn't want to lose her family, but she also doesn't want to hide who she is. And it only gets harder once a childhood friend walks back into her life. Flavia is beautiful and charismatic, and Nishat falls for her instantly. But when a school competition invites students to create their own businesses, both Flavia and Nishat decide to showcase their talent as henna artists. In a fight to prove who is the best, their lives become more tangled but Nishat can't quite get rid of her crush, especially since Flavia seems to like her back. As competition heats up, Nishat has a decision to make. Stay in the closet for her family, or put aside her differences with Flavia and give their relationship a chance. That is The Henna Wars by Adiba Jagirda, uh, and that one's out May 12th. That cover is gorgeous. Isn't it? It's beautiful. It- and then a couple others that I just wanted to throw out there. Uh, Camp. Yeah. By Elsie Rosen. Oh, um, that cover. Oh, my God. Yes. Another one that has a fantastic cover. And uh, it's a queer love story that I think is going to be really, really good. Um, I love his work so much. And just for the record, listeners, like, we are aware that the new Hunger Games book comes out in May. <laughs> like, we know. We're excited. Yeah. We're just, yeah. you know, there are just other books that you might not hear about that we want to dig into. I still think that you and I should do a, like, episode where we reread the first Hunger Games book and Ooh, you know, do a discussion fun. of it. Because I think that would be really interesting, and I think readers would be really, like, it's been over 10 years now. Like, how many yeah. people have picked it up again and, and looked at it? And, yeah. Anyway, we'll put that in the bucket of ideas. My other picks include Be Not Far From Me by Mindy McGinnis, which you already talked about. And um, the pitch is Hatchet meets Wild. And we already know that that means it's going to be better than Hatchet. Yes. <laughs> you know, no question there. And then uh, the last one I put on my list was War and Speech by Don Zelitis. Um His book, The Seven Torments of Amy and Craig, is one of my favorite YA romances. And I think sorely underappreciated or known. Um, so I'm really excited about his sophomore YA book. He is uh, a playwright, and so his dialogue is so, so good. And I'm excited to read this book about speech competition that he is working on next. And it has another great cover. And I realize, like, everything has been, man, it has a great cover, but covers, I think, in 2020 are really good. All right. I love I, I love how you didn't even respond to that. You're like, all right. No, I mean, you were correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that that's our show. Yeah. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in this week, the first episode of 2020. Yay. First episode of the new decade, if you believe it is the new decade. Uh, first episode of the last year of the last decade, if you don't. Um, if you have any feedback about the show, you can leave it on Apple Podcasts. That lets us know how we're doing, and it helps other people find us. Thanks again to today's sponsors for helping make the show possible. You can follow me, Kelly Jensen, on Instagram as HeyKellyJensen. And you can follow Eric Smith on Twitter and Instagram as EricSmithRocks. And we will talk to you again in two weeks. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.